0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk
0: cheese. Recorded live.
1: Well, welcome, everyone. We are here for our May Mastermind group for the first session. We are continuing talking about knowing your value. Hope everybody's been reading. I think most people are. Before we get going too much into that, I'm just going to talk about a few other things. I've gotten an item from stamps.com. And they actually sent me a promo code. It's 543TF, Tango Foxtrot. 543 Tango Foxtrot must be redeemed by June 30th, 2016. And I can get, or you could get, if you go to stamps.com, get stamps. I'll type it in the chat window. Go ahead and, I'm sure everybody that uses this has the same promo code. And promo code, 543TF. What it is, you can print out nine stamps. And they give you a test. They sent me a test sheet. And then they sent me nine stamps to print for first class mail. So again, if, you know, if you're looking for ways to maximize your time and not always be running to the post office. And sometimes it takes time, even when you order from the online post office it can take up to 2 weeks to get some stamps so it says trystamps.com today and you'll be eligible to receive an additional $90 in bonuses including a $50 digital scale an additional 40 in postage so uh, of course there is a monthly fee of 15.99 so again you know You know, that's less than an hour of everyone's time if this would be something for you. But again, you might just want to print out your free stamps. Uh, Sponsorship. I want to toot my own horn. My business has had the pleasure of sponsoring, being a $100 a month sponsor for K-Love. I encourage you to think about using sponsorships as a way to reduce your tax liability. If you are always having, like me, having to write a check to Uncle Sam each year, you need to be thinking of ways to reduce your tax liability. And one way is through sponsorship. I know we've talked about this or I've written about it. Don't put it as a charity deduction, as a sponsorship. With K-Love, $100 level, you can, I guess, post your business, so to speak, and it will be on their website for others who want to use, you know, do business with those who are sponsoring K-Love. So think about things like that when they present themselves, how it's, re- you know, it's a win-win. And for, you know, I listen to K-Love. I can't expect to always be listening for free. Over the years, I've always done like the $40, $40 a month. But the 100 was very, very attractive. So... Think about that. My last newsletter, I talked about interns. I know Ganilla has used interns. Make sure you know what you're getting into. Treat them with respect. I see a lot of people posting on Facebook wanting interns. And literally one business wanted 24 interns. I find it very hard to believe that they could supervise 24 interns. I think they were they were just looking for cheap grunt work, and that's not what an internship's about. It's An internship is providing meaningful opportunity for work, for somebody to gain skills in the workplace so they can get a job. So think about internships as summer's coming, you know, going to be upon us. In that newsletter, there were websites you can go to to list your intern opportunities. Internships can be virtual. And be open that somebody may be traveling to your area and wants an internship with your business, even though they're in another, a school from out of state. My intern years ago came from University of Minnesota. And because of their requirements, I did not have to pay her. She was free, but I did choose to give her incentives, bonuses, however you want to look at it, whenever she would kind of, she loved Ross, she she had never been to Sonic, she'd never been to a couple other restaurants. So I made sure she got, you know, rewarded with some, give, you know, the, um, give her a little something. Uh, guess four, in my industry it's common for the intern to pay the bakery for the privilege to come and learn. Now, in that's a good point. In the psychology field, if I need, when I needed to get supervision hours and doing an internship or a practicum, it's not uncommon to pay a hundred dollars an hour to the person supervising you to get those supervision hours. So that could be another money maker, it could be an income stream. Could be an income stream. And I know um when I was doing my practicum, we were all like, But how are we supposed to have money to pay for supervision or that type of thing? And you know, a lot of people and I tell my students, be prepared to take out a loan, a student loan to cover your internship or your supervision hours if needed. But, you know, know your state rules, play nicely, and again, make sure they're doing work that's meaningful, not, you know, just mopping floors, taking out the trash, cleaning windows, and, you know, stuff that's not meaningful. It's also, as we go into summer, a great time, if you have just a project, or maybe a to-do list that does need cleaned up, hire a, a teacher. I my first employee or my first assistant was a school teacher who was off in the summer. There will be teenagers who are off in the summer. My daughter one year worked at a realty office just addressing and stamping envelopes. So think about what summer projects maybe it's time to purge old files had this discussion with a uh, business owner over the weekend about how, client files and it was you know how much to keep i have another client who's been a professional sir, she's a service professional gosh 20 30 years and she's getting ready to move and we have literally she hired me to help her get ready for to sell her house and part of it is shredding she has stuff back from the early 2000s I think mid 80s some of it but it was what do you keep what do you shred when you've got professional files, client files a good way to purge some of this paper is to stop printing if you're like me and start scanning and keeping it in files in Dropbox Google Docs Google Drive OneDrive all those different things try to eliminate your filing if need be but again might be a time where you could hire a teenager, come in and do some summer cleaning, spring cleaning, clean out the garage, or a school teacher to help you get some of that ready and, you know, ready to, you know, take advantage of it. Lighten the load, I guess is what I'm saying. Plan ahead, delegate. Don't just think in terms of interns because there's a lot of school teachers who... You know, maybe they're an English major or a math major. Who knows? And they somehow can fit into your business and help you out a couple hours a week or something. So, Because many, like North Carolina, excuse me, no longer allows the teachers to get paid over 12 months. So some of them, no matter how they try to save, might be willing or wanting to pick up a few hundred dollars extra for the next couple months. Now, think about tapping into that. <clears throat> Anything else before we jump in here on the book i not really I don't really remember where we left off. anybody remember what chapter we left off on? If not, I'm gonna just pick up on um page one sixteen. Know your contributions and their market value. Now, I know um, it's easy to see what you think are your people in your same industry, what they're charging, but maybe not. Document your achievements, the successes you have with your clients. Did you write something so wild that it got press coverage, be somehow, what's the contribution to what you're doing? How is it helping for the virtual assistants? How is it helping the business grow? Try to quantify what you're doing. And for Ganella, you know, on page 116, Two, four, fifth line. Document your achievements. She's small business person of the year. She's done all kinds of things that have been recognized. You know, even your chamber. When the chamber, I think it's the chamber, or somebody gives out those trophies. I'm sitting here looking at all mine. The bases. All of those are achievements that other businesses don't have. Document those, and again, make sure you've got. You've quantified with facts and figures. And I encourage you to go to ONET, I'm typing it in ONET, and punch in what you do and see if you're actually doing what the industry wide on that website has. And that will help you understand your value too. And if you if it's not you're not happy with what you see on there, then you know you need to up your game, maybe get more certifications or do something to step it up a little bit so you can demand a higher salary. I know I see people doing, um, you know, just like I do social media training. I work with my coach on things depending on, you know, Ganella goes to conferences, bakery conferences, different things. So how are you keeping your skills honed? And if you haven't gone to, um, and I know we've got both, I've got both Judy and Melissa on here. If you haven't done one of the, um, oh, what do I want to call it? Like a, Certification for something, Microsoft or one of those new ones might be something you wanna invest in, just so again, if somebody were to ask for a resume, they see that you know the latest programs. I know um one gal she took a face she was showing that she had taken a Facebook ads writing class that brought more value to her clients, so Review what you're doing and see what's out there. On page 119, they also talk about vault.com, glassdoor, payscale, and salary.com. So you can look at comparative positions in your area and know what people are getting. That will help you see what's out there. Don't be stagnant. Don't be stagnant. Don't let your skills become stagnant. Over on 123, when we're at the bargaining table talking about, you know, being able to negotiate, don't be mousy. On 123 that's what I took from that page don't be mousy don't be whiny don't be that victim type the shrinking violet you know she uses the the examples I know you're busy don't be apologetic that type of thing again just be bold be clear concise have the facts and be prepared As I was watching The Chew, I was thinking about how in here she talked about her wardrobe, having to buy clothes. And I noticed that um, Daphne Oz has been wearing the same style of pants or leggings, I think they're probably leggings, for several episodes. And it actually it seemed like several days in a row. But I, I was thinking of this with wardrobe and how men, Mario Battali can wear the same orange Crocs and the same little vest over a shirt and that's his uniform. So it kind of just shows again the perceptions of men and women.
0: What's expected.
1: And again, on 124, 125, just continues on with more scenarios for the bargaining table. Men will say, I believe I'm undervalued. And then on 125, she's talking about all the excuses women will do. You know, they'll bring up clothes, daycare, all of that. And she says, it's not a manager's job to support your causes, whatever they might be. Company can't say, I I feel sorry for you.
0: So again, do your
1: homework and over on 128. um, I thought this was a great catch phrase. Second paragraph, I expect you'll be fair to me. I expect you'll be fair to me. And it continues on that if you've done your homework and you know what people are getting for similar work in your industry, then that is a great catchphrase. Again, know your value. Know the value bringing the employees the customer. But I like that. I expect you'll be fair to me. And as you've been reading, I hope you, you are feeling a shift and, you know, that you could just feel it when certain things come up and you, you now know your walk-away point. Over on 135, talks about taking your stand and having your bags packed and be ready to walk. I'm working on a, or kind of waiting, it's getting toward the end of a proposal I sent a client and it's a joint venture type that I'm working with somebody else and we joke that this is it, they take it or leave it, we're not negotiating and we're willing to walk away from the project. We already gave them a very good, fair proposal. We even followed it up with three links to other companies offering the same service with their prices so they can see, so. Have your bags packed. I like the way they say that. Have your bags packed and be prepared to leave and work somewhere else if management doesn't agree. So, 135. I think that's the second paragraph. I have underlined there about three lines down. I mean, when you're in a situation, you take a stand, you've got to be ready for the consequences. You know when they look you in the eye and realize this crazy bitch is going to leave <laughs> have your bag packed and then further down if you deserve a raise simply say it but be prepared to leave and work somewhere else management doesn't agree and with that again i i can't say it enough that really comes into having your business finances where they need to be so you can walk. Know that bottom line. Know you've got other customers. Don't be in a position that you've got to take that job to keep the light bill on. That's where that account or plan B, plan C comes into play. Don't be so desperate that you have to work for peanuts or nothing.
0: So have your bags packed and be ready.
1: And on 136, the second paragraph, unless you like being unemployed, you need to be talking to other companies all the time and have an idea of where you're headed next. And again, as a business owner, this means you've got a waiting list. You've got some people that you know want to work with you they just may need another nudge or until you get a more permanent client you can go back to others and say hey i've got some time do you have any you know if you've got projects to do or something that's where your hot list comes in
0: always have something in
1: your back pocket And I like, you know, I don't like Joy Behar, but she does, on page 136, have some good points. She said, um, comedian and talk show host Joy Behar will always have somewhere to go when she quits. She maintains her independence by keeping her comedy skills sharp. One of the things I've done in my career is to have many irons in the fire. When I took The View, I did a lot of stand-up because nobody in television was going to control me. I could always make a living on the road. Now she has both the view and her own show, but she still does stand up just to keep her options open. So, ganilla has got her options with the bakery. She's got the food truck. She knows she could always go into teaching. She could go, you know, practice only working exclusively from home on designer things. She's got options. And she's got the um, wholesale side of the business. So she's got options. Make sure you have options. Options make life less stressful. And then Susie Orman points out, you can take the strongest negotiating stance when you have your financial safety net in place. A woman can only be powerful when she doesn't need the money. Otherwise, she can't be powerful. You can't push somebody and say, this is what I want. If you really need it and they let you go, what are you going to do? Know your alternatives and come from a powerful place, not an insecure place. What gives you power? The answer is usually having money to fall back on. You don't have to have a lot, just enough to know you'll be okay no matter what. Now, Susie recommends taking into account your entire financial picture. Before talking to your boss about money, not just your earnings, but where's the money invested? How is it invested? Do you have all of your, will, your wills and trust? We saw that important with Prince passing away. Do you have insurance in the right, right insurance policies? Is everything together that creates a powerful woman? Because if it's not, you're walking into a negotiation powerless, and you'll never be able to get the amount of money that you deserve because you're coming from a powerless place. So basically she's saying crap together.
0: And know your walk away point.
1: No, I know I need to earn this amount to pay the bills. This amount is what I want to earn. And this is what the average in my industry is. And know your walkaway point. And when you walk away, don't look back. Just keep your head held up high and your shoulders back and walk.
0: Thoughts, comments on any of that?
1: If no, we're going to move on to strategic alliances on page 144. Strategic alliances, networking, joint venture partners, those are all very powerful. If you sit and look at where your clients come from, are they
0: referrals?
1: It may be a bit of an eye-opener. I know probably 98% of my business is referrals. People love me and they refer people to me. If they don't love me, I guess they don't refer people. Or when I don't get referrals from them, I guess they don't. I know they don't love me. So think about where you're getting your referrals. And reward those people. It doesn't have to be monetary. It could just be a thank you or a little something that you know is very meaningful to them. I have a friend collect bluebirds and she has referred several people to me and i was at ross and they just happened to have shelves full of bluebirds for the garden and they had one that was a um like a garden stake but it was the solar light it was actually a solar light so i took her to ross and i said pick out which one you like which one do you like the best or do you like them all and she picked up the. Um, Solar bird garden steak and said it, it looks absolutely, she even sent a picture, it looks beautiful in her yard. You know, it was under, it was like eight ninety nine, so it wasn't a huge amount, but it was something she absolutely loved and I knew she would love it. So her, you know, do things like that. She talks about on page 144, um, trying to say who it was that was talking here, but I guess she just says, I realized after talking to many successful women, it's not unusual for them to succeed only after foregoing strategic alliances with men. I've got three stars by that. But I think that is so true because men can just really open up doors for you. And I would say in, again, most of mine have probably been opened by men Most of the calls I get from LinkedIn are from men who want to have a strategic alliance. So don't be afraid to reach out to a man in your industry to help or to joint venture or to have some type of relationship with. I know Ganella's got Chris from the Crystal Coast Tent and Event Rental. It works. Mutual businesses. So really look at who who do you have a strategic alliance with? Is there anybody you partner with on things or
0: network with?
1: Take some time this week and really kind of, even if you start self-reflecting and writing out your list, And over on 146, we talk about mentoring and sponsoring, which their term for sponsorship is really, um, I think it's a, an upper level of mentoring is how they're discussing it. An example of this, um, when I worked at the Pentagon, People would come in with letters written, like letters of recommendation or letters of almost introduction for people to meet the Secretary of the Navy. And then he would meet with them. And I, to me, the person writing the letter was more of a sponsorship, opening a door for a job on a political staff with someone. The mentor is going to help you and guide you, but the sponsor when they bump into that sponsor, they're aggressively even more so than the mentoring. So on 147 says sponsors on the other hand will do more by using their connections and their influence to advocate for an employee. So the sponsor is the one that's picking up the phone. And maybe you're a sponsor for somebody or have been. I see this is when people ask me for letters of reference. I'm writing,
0: I'm putting my name on, this person's
1: going to do a good job for them. Lack of Sponsorship, Mentors, and Networks was a recurring theme in almost all her conversations on the subject of women and compensation. Women's advocate Marie C. Wilson says women just don't have the same useful connections as men do, and the effect can be profound. In the finance industry and some of the other more masculine legal industries, women are not part of the networks that men are part of. Whether it's golf or the clubs that They take people to it. And who gets seen, who gets promoted are are people who are part of those networks.
0: People got to know you exist.
1: So, So, again, take some time and think about that. And, you know, with the whole laws of attraction, think and grow rich, we read last year, I think a lot of this is even kind of the karma part where maybe it's time for you to sponsor someone. Else. And that could be after, you know, like, Anil has done the answer and provides a letter of reference or some ideas or for someone getting employed. And let's see here, published in the Administrative Science Quarterly in 2000, looked at the effects of different attributes on compensation, and found in terms of salary candidates who knew just one person in the organization negotiated salary were 4.7% higher than those without social ties. Pretty big because if you start out on the low end of the stick of being, and this goes for your employees, what you pay them, or maybe your children getting into the job market, the lower the salary to begin with, the, the more they have to play catch up with their peers. So, all of these little amounts add up. And Professor Hannah Boyles points out, in general, we certainly say the better you know people, the more information they're likely to share, the more helpful they're likely to be to you. They can vouch for you. They can help you negotiate. They can lend social capital. They can say this person is really blah, blah, blah. And they can present you in a favorable light. And then over on 150, the Daily Beast, Tina Brown, notes a difference in the quality of a men's network and women's network. She points out that women just don't have the long history in the workplace that amounts to a female networking tradition. I think that networking background for women is just not there. When men get fired from jobs, these big jobs, they have other men who step forward to look after them and get them jobs presidents of this or that think tank or some big nonprofit when you see men being taken care of when they're you see men being taken care of when they when they're fired she says when I see women getting fired there's no cushion of networking awaiting to deploy them into other jobs I just don't see it I see men all the time being fired and from their job and being looked after by their networks. Women just don't have the deep bench of networks. And, you know, when I read that, first thing I was thinking about is the quality of the networking that we do as women and how people network Uh you know, as far as the relationship, the one big you know networking event I think many of you and me have been a part of It's not really networking; it's going out for drinks and eating, and it's one person saying, "If you buy from me, I'll buy from you. That's not networking. <laughs> So look at events, the networking events you attend. What is your, you know, pull back out that networking detox course I we did a long time ago. I wrote one of my first things I ever wrote. You now, what is the ROI on your networking event of where you're networking? And if it's zero, then why are you going? It's not a networking event. It's a social event.
0: That's an item to really take some time and look at.
1: Thoughts, comments, jump on in, type in the chat window. She goes on on page 152 talking about, you know, one of her female managers. Women are not always, women are, and I hear this from men all the time, women are hard to work for or work with. Why do women not get along? Why are y'all so, you know, and all I can do is shrug, but she brings that up. She had a female above her tell her to quit causing problems. People wouldn't like her. She wouldn't win miscongeniality. It's like this person was sabotaging her success.
0: She didn't really have her back. So think about
1: what she's talking about on 152. And she says, you know, when she asked for a raise, the most painful and least constructive confrontations I've had in my career have been with women. Ladies, we should be ashamed of ourselves. In the highest level of business, we are our own worst enemies. Before we can fix this problem, we have to admit it.
0: I think that's pretty darn powerful.
1: And so she goes on again to talk about networking, connecting. I think, you know, know your know what works for you and your business, but LinkedIn is powerful for me. That's where I meet with the right people. Facebook is fun. But it does not bring me committed people, long-term people. It gives me the snatchers and grabbers or the ones who want it for free. So tap into your social networks. I know Ganella belongs to Rotary. Some of you have belonged to BNI, J.R.N., those type of things. Really look at the quality of the organizations. I guess for me, another thing I noticed early on was a lot of my good referrals have come from people that I have met doing volunteer work. When I was volunteering with the Crystal Coast Hospice House, that's where I met Patty Schweiss, and she then introduced me to somebody, we're at a meeting, and then I met somebody who then turned introduced somebody and that's when I got paid a phenomenal amount of money for speaking at the um Oh, that ladies, that women's church group thing. That was a couple hundred people, 350 people or something like that. Ladies evening celebration or something. But that was through the Crystal Coast Hospice House network that I met. So Judy says Facebook and Twitter bring her clients. So she thinks they're too to be playing online to do their work. And again, know where, where they're coming from. Know where they're coming from. So.
0: know where they're coming from. And I think almost has everybody finished the book? Has everybody had an opportunity to finish? Type in the chat window. Hmm.
1: And I hope everybody's taking advantage of this um best four is not done cuz she's too busy working 7 million days a week. So Keep reading. We will meet again next week as our scheduled because last week I had the internet problems. So I appreciate your patience. This is Ganilla's busiest season. I will be out of the office on Thursday and then my daughter's moving, so I'm going to go help her to rip the moving. And then next week, my son is flying in, so I will be out of the office from Day and basically not be back till after Memorial Day. Now, if you need something, most definitely reach out and connect. I will be seeing one-on-one clients who are on my schedule. Ganilla, there's a fun group. Um Marcinda Clemens. I think I've told you about Marcinda before. She's teaching a food blogging course at the college. It's a four-week course. It starts tonight. She has asked me to speak on blogging for one of the sessions, which will be fun. And I actually gave her my blogging ebook, and they're going to be using it as one of their test textbooks. And then she's also doing a, I think it starts next month, and I can't remember the exact name of the program, but basically, what I think she's doing is teaching people how to photograph their food or products or something. And she's always coming up with really fun stuff, so I look forward to working with her. But I gotta say, I got my first paid um, blogging opportunity uh, through blog her. I am required to tweet, four tweets for the Anheuser-Busch prom promotion. And, you know, it's a small check, but I thought, hey, four tweets for this amount of money is like a no brainer. It's a tank of gas, a little over a tank of gas. So, for those of you who, you know, may want to get paid for more blogging in different ways, Blogger, where I post some of my blogs, also then comes out with they need people to, um, you know, take care of some of these, they go out and find these contracts and then turn it over. So another way to be paid for blogging in addition to um, having your books and different products and affiliate links for Amazon on your blog. So think about that something, just, you know, another way. I know a couple of you took my blogging course last summer. And I think what else you want to talk about? What else do you want to talk about? I do have a special. I I think it was missing from the newsletter. Buy six sessions, get two free. It is over on the website, my website, coachjudy. It's five hundred and forty dollars for six sessions, which is really a discounted price on those six sessions. It can be used for life coaching, career coaching, business coaching. And then you get two free. So I figured that out because I have some really faithful, loyal clients who pay every month and I wanted to give them a discount to get them through the summer. So if you want to take advantage of that, just go on over there, you can pay with PayPal or you can send a check. Anything else, what's everybody working on? We've got Memorial Day coming up. We just got done with Mother's Day, it's graduation coming up so think about how your business can help maybe a, you offer something for graduates um, if so it's time to switch off all your marketing all your little memes and Facebook timeline photos and to do a media release on your holiday hours for Memorial Day maybe offer some safety tips I know um Ganella says she has way too many orders already. So you need to be marketing for an intern or a dishwasher or some summer help. Um, What was I saying? You could be marketing like for Amy, the sunscreen for Rodan and Fields. Tips for turning people away without pissing them off. You need tips, or you're going to market. Do tips on that. <laughs> so, think about what's coming up. Look at the um, look at the Fourth of July will be here. Father's Day will be here. Uh, what else we got going on? There's a lot going on. National Women's Health Week, if you play with that, offer any tips. I know I saw somebody post International Virtual Assistant Day, May 17th. I have it in my day planner as the 20th, so I don't know which one's right. Prize just depending on which calendar or whoever you found it from, because it's kind of one of those little funny holidays. National Chocolate Chip Day, Sunday the fifteenth. Um, Vanilla has a birthday coming up, so we need to plan something for that.
0: So, lots of stuff coming up.
1: Lots of stuff. Look at your day planner. We got the even the letter carrier stamp out hunger food drive is Saturday, May 14th. So, again, if you're going to put food out, do it um, from your business. Let the business pay for the food that you're going to put out as a way, again, reduce that tax liability. I'm reading the comments. That's why I'm dead. Canella, you could call it pitch-poor planning on your part. Uh, and then Melissa says, National Military Appreciation Month. Um, first class cake artists all around. yanella has a great blog on, on her website for hot foods. Hot foods hot and cold foods cold. So everybody. Share, that's a good one to share, especially since it finally got hot today. And with um, Memorial Day coming up, that's a good one to share on the food handling type thing so nobody's sick.
0: No. Anything else?
1: Stay safe for 4th of July tips, yep. That's a big one, whether it's the food safety, this being out in the sun, staying hydrated, with the hot fireworks blowing off your hand, all the things that you see stupid people doing and crazy people doing. Lots of stuff,
0: lots of stuff going on.
1: Continue to engage over in the Facebook group, sharing resources, anything that is of interest. I'm trying to do one last sweep of my desk, see if I have anything else over here on here sitting to share with you all out of the ordinary.
0: Everybody done their taxes Um, no. and I see everybody slowly dropping off,
1: so with that, I guess it is time to. Wrap things up. I see everybody slowly dropping off. Ganilla had to go. Judy had to run out to catch the mailman. Everyone, again, stamps.com. You can get the nine stamps. My May special, buy six sessions, get two free. Think about, you know, sponsorship, internships, keep breathing. Evaluate the quality of your network relationships, your joint ventures if you have them, and keep reading. And we will be back here next week. I will talk to you all later. Bye.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah,